2: AM 1170, KCBQ and KPRZ. I am David Ross along with Mark Mahady and George Allman. Ken is off today of his own free will. Good morning, gentlemen.
3: Good morning. How are we? Good
2: morning. How are you? I'm good. Good. I had a, a good night's sleep. It was a beautiful morning this morning, a very thin veil of clouds, but it wasn't pouring like and it, it was last week. it
4: wasn't as cold as it was. It was not. It there was been.
2: frost on the ground, though, at my house. Okay. Did you have any?
4: I didn't. It was 41 in the driveway when I was leading. I should
2: not have had frost. You probably didn't have any, Marky. No. 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 I don't. no. But there was... Uh, I had frozen oxalis clover under my feet as Did I Did you run to across the, it to break it up and get rid of it? To let the chickens out. No. I, I picked the clover for them. That and grass they get in the morning... And they enjoy it. I don't know. I kind of like the
4: flowers on the oxalis, even though it's so invasive. My
2: yeah. uh, uh, my narcissus, easy for me to say, are blooming. They're a little later this year, I think, because of something. I don't know. There's something different about the weather.
4: <laughs> Ours have come up as well. But we we uh, had a
2: nice. beautiful second half of the week. Gorgeous. And uh, we had gorgeous weather for our field trip, which we will talk about later. And uh, we're supposed to have a weather change. Uh, they're talking about a little bit of drizzle and cloudiness tonight into tomorrow, right. but just overnight. But we should have a beautiful day today. And they're talking about San Diego having San Diego weather starting later this week, if you can believe that. Well, That's,
4: that's perfect. I'm looking forward to it.
2: Me too. I'm waiting for a nice, warm, dry weekend. Uh, to get out in the f-
4: garden, plant, pull weeds, do things that you do every weekend in the garden?
2: Yeah, a friend of mine, well, every day. I did a little bit of that yesterday when I got home. Um, A friend of mine reminded me this week that we do not pay the California weather tax for the kind of weather we've been having. You should seek a rebate. I think, oh, let me take 10, I'll give you one back, and (laughs) and you can thank me. Is that how it
4: works? Yes, benevolent leader. Okay.
2: Um, Do you guys have any other weather Mentions. I ended up with a over an inch of rain last what Just was from that Monday. Last little when, storm. when we were gonna get less than a half an inch. Exactly. I got one point one five inches. <laughs>
4: we had a lot of rain and, and it was it as we've talked about before, it certainly is welcome, but it, I would like it to be spread out a little bit further in between with a little sunshine.
2: You know, it has been a long time. <laughs> Since we have complained that we've had too, too much, much rain. Yeah. winter weather right. in San Diego, in Southern California, and we certainly haven't, I feel, our hearts go out to those people in the San Bernardino Mountains that haven't been able to get out for over a week. I think they're they're getting access, but...
4: Well, you know, it's 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 so rare for us to have that much cold and snow, you know, in the lower elevations. And, and as we drove up for our field day, they were, the mountains were covered in snow everywhere. And you, all over social media, you see people posting pictures of hail and snow and 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 uh, the, just the the sheer difference in what we are so used to. Last highlighting
2: Son, last Sunday, I drove up to our. I went out ninety four, up to Campo, and then headed north on whatever that road is that takes you to the 8. And as I headed north, the snow started getting thicker and thicker on the side of the road, and they had only plowed the road. And I'm up there in my sedan with no chains, noticing there's no place to turn around here. If I go off the road, I'm going to be stuck here. Mm. And started getting kind of paranoid. But it all worked out. I found a – there were, there were cross streets that had also been plowed, so there were a couple of wide areas where I was able to turn around and get back because otherwise – I would head headed straight up to 8 and the snow was thick up there. It was only a few inches where I was around Lake Marina, but it was wow. beautiful up there.
3: Yeah, my brother had to come south. He was in Palm Springs and he said he couldn't get home uh, back up to uh, Lancaster because they had the he was well, I would have to have chains and I don't. And so he just came south instead. Uh, He's like I'm I'm not going home.
2: That's what I thought. You know, right. was just, I'm going to be stuck up
3: here. Yeah. Eh, oh well
2: But it all so, worked out
4: So with this type of weather You should keep chains in your car At least have them available Is that what you're saying Mark? I think so okay. Especially
3: if you live Heck no Is
2: there Improvise Overcome <laughs> yeah. Is there a, There's a third part to that Isn't there Something Adapt Adapt, adapt Thank adapt. you yeah. yep. I had two, two legs of the stool um, <laughs> Do we have classes coming up? We
4: have classes Today in San Diego At 9 o'clock It's Spring Color With Ryan And at 9.30 Houseplant Karen Culture With Gabby and
2: Lauren the uh, front entryway, I guess an entryway would gen- – no, I guess it doesn't have to be. The entryway at Walter Anderson Nursery in San Diego, Point Loma, Old Town area is spectacular with color for Jeremy to discuss this morning. It is stuffed with beautiful quartz and things of you, flowers. You mean Ryan? Ryan. That's what I meant. Okay. I say,
4: I thought Ryan was teaching the class, but I was well. Really I was giving. To I was just story. checking to see okay. if you two were paying attention. We're I appreciate you. that
2: you are, and I know that uh, Gabby and Lauren have been doing extensive research, lots of pre- pre- preparation yeah. for.
4: When I left yesterday, we had set up the patio for them, and, and they were starting to populate everything with their. Displays of what they're going to be using in their class, and they were going to they, they put a card aside with all the house plants so they can bring it out this morning.
2: The most important thing from all of that that you did yesterday, I hope, is making sure that they know how to make the PowerPoint. Machine we spent some
4: work. time on how to use PowerPoint, which okay. is not really a garden class, but it was an important part of getting this particular garden class out.
2: Now, since you're not going to be there this morning, if something goes awry, who is the designated PowerPoint? <laughs> IT, yes. The IT person, yes. Gretchen. Okay. Yep.
4: I'll be I'll be available on the phone if you need me.
2: Okay. Uh, next week's class. Next
4: week in San Diego at nine o'clock. It's seed starting with Richard, and at nine thirty, staghorn fern care, culture, and remounting with <sighs> David Ross. Oh wow! And and this you is where David Ross could. spends a few minutes telling you that it's really not as hard as you think it is, and don't be afraid of staghorn. Couldn't
2: you get somebody real to do that presentation? No one else
4: wanted to do it. They said it's so easy. They need to have somebody. We need that somebody it, simple. Can bring it down to the easiest simple. level. Yeah.
2: That's why my kids or my kids. My parents labeled me as a simpleton early in life. That's it. You are so sad. that I could do this. I think your
3: kids even have referred no. to you as a simpleton. Well,
2: only the people life. who know me. Exactly. It's not a. It's like ubiquitous almost. Everyone <laughs> I, I, out there. Yeah. Um, why are you
4: pausing on staghorn ferns? And I'm there? not. Oh, okay.
2: I'm not. What was the other class? Uh, It's seed starting with Richard. That's why I was pausing because that triggered something in my mind. When you were at Walter Anderson Nursery in Point Loma this week, Mark Mahadey, did you notice the um, grow lights with seed trays and starters?
3: That I did not notice, but no, I didn't. They
2: had a really neat one right in the center of the store that had seed sprouts in it. It was a little seed starter and, and light.
4: Is it a kit or was it assembled by the folks in the store? Yes. Okay.
2: I could not tell you the answer to that question. Oh, you could tell me. No, I can't. (laughs) It's a secret. Um, Last week when I was down there, they had some grow lights, and we don't have any grow lights in Poway, so I asked them to send up the one that the computer showed that they had five of. And when I was down there yesterday, I was politely, gently admonished, chastised for having taken their only display of this one type. The person who sent it up, grabbed the one that I was talking about but it's not the one they had five of so they only had <laughs> yeah, one of yeah. this and,
4: and, and now we have it and in Poway
2: Ted asked me if I could send it back this week <laughs> yeah. Yeah. if I remember I will but now since we've talked about it I might just remember
4: yeah. it'll be the forefront of your brain
2: I have nothing else coming up for classes and I do not know what's going on in, uh, in Balboa Park do you have the website do you know anything that's going on at the Botanic Garden you're kind of letting me down here
4: the zoo's having a member Oh, event. tell me
2: about the thing you're not going to.
4: San Diego Zoo has a membership uh, open house this morning at 7.30, so if you receive that in the mail, it's probably too late to sign up, but they ask for reservations, and you go. At, they have talks, if like, every 20 minutes at different sites throughout the zoo for a couple hours for members. You check in in the morning, and then you get to walk around and go to each of these talk. Well, you can't attend them all,
2: but you can go to those that you, you choose. Do you know what that kind of reminds me of? Uh, what? The citrus yeah. seminar that we may have gone to, although they made it easier, they did for us to go to all of the presentations because they had them in one place.
4: Well, Capri and I went to this one uh, months back for this in the zoo, and it was it was pretty good. But we only made it to two talks because we got kind of sidetracked walking around looking at everything. <laughs> oh, because you did not stay focused. We Keep did your not eye stay on the prize, focused
2: George. Focused at it, all? Who who was the least focused of the two of you? Were you equally unfocused? Or was, uh, I,
4: I don't know how to answer that. So Capri leading you more astray? We'll say equally. We'll say yeah. equally. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I like to sow discontent wherever I can. Yes. <laughs> With greed. Um, but you're going to do something else instead. Correct.
4: We're going to go to the Birch Aquarium today instead.
2: And see underground plants? We're going to see plants I mean, that underwater <laughs> plants?
4: <laughs> plants that thrive underwater. In salt water, actually. In a harsher environment.
2: I wonder Wouldn't if you be, could, uh, uh, why don't you ask them about the viruses floating around?
4: That was all over the news
2: recently? Yes, sir. No? I'll report back to you. Okay. Have you turned on sprinklers yet? Oh, no. No, no, no. Mark, have you had to water anything? No. I've
4: no, watered just the no. porch plants, but I've used rainwater for the porch plants, so that's worked out well.
3: I mean, I, most everything I have is in containers, and, but I haven't had to water. It should be coming up soon yeah, on yes. your
2: containers. Correct. I wouldn't Correct. expect it on the, on the ones in the ground. And I've been noticing my my fruit trees. Some of them are trying to bloom when they get some sun, but a lot, quite a few of them still aren't even close to blooming because it's been cooler and a whole different season for us.
4: There's such a difference in the trees because we have large populations of trees in different parts of the yard and some of them are in full bloom with fruit set and then and some they're just starting to push out bulbs on the same I mean buds on the same same property.
2: The uh, peaches the super early peaches I took home both have good peach set on them but everything else is just well the spicy nectoplum has been blooming for almost a month now I want to say it's been weeks at least and then the apricots are just starting to, to bloom and some of the other plums are just starting to bloom, but my elephant heart, which I was hoping to have some ripe fruit for dad this this summer, hasn't the buds are beginning to swell, and I hope something's blooming when it's blooming because it needs a pollinizer. Right. Have you noticed good bee activity or what is Oh yes, yeah.
4: lots of bee activity on the property. Lots. I, well, I, I, I put a picture up the other day of one. Of on, A.B. That does well, not... Well, A.B., but there were hundreds of bees. That was the, the the prettiest. She was smiling at me, so I had to take a picture of her. That you was on like a chamelucium, though.
3: for you.
2: Yeah, she did. A wax flower. I have a gorgeous uh, grevillea. It's called Scarlet Sprite, and it blooms almost year-round, but it's in full bloom right now, and it is swarmed with bees. But I was noticing there were few to no bees on the blooming peach trees right next to it. I even took some branches of the Scarlet Sprite put and the- put them in there. They didn't care; they stayed with the main plant. And I may have to take it out so that they pay attention to what I want them to pay attention to.
4: The grevilleas in Poway at the nursery are covered in bees right now as well. And they every time I walk past those gra- are grafted varieties. Those are so tempting.
2: So we're going to have to get rid of all of the grevilleas in Southern California to protect our fruit trees and the bees there, too? (laughs) There we go. Something like that. You are listening to what was supposed to be Garden Talk here on AM 1170, KCBQ, and KPRZ. We're going to be back right after this.
1: That
2: is us. And welcome back to Garden Talk here on AM 1170, KCBQ, and KPRZ. I am David Ross, along with Mark Mahadey and George Allman. Ken's off today, and we are sowing the seeds of love here on the radio this morning. Who is that? Who's, Tears who's, for Fears. Thank you, Mark Mahadey. Tears for Fears, sowing the seeds of love with us. If you would like to give us a call. The number here is 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. If you have any questions, uh, comments about what's going on in your yard and garden, we will talk to you about it. And uh, we mentioned previously that we had a field trip, something that we have talked about, I have talked about doing for somewhere between 10 and 20 years and finally did it. And I'm so glad I did.
4: It was wonderful.
2: I thought so. Um, but before we get to that, if I can do this correctly, we'll go up to Larry in Oceanside and talk about a rose fertilizer question.
3: Good morning, yeah, Larry. Hey guys. Um, David always said, I, I have this in my notes, that uh, J&J, that um, Ada, that Adele, uh, Perry uh, rose fertilizer, <laughs> and you had it at, um, J&J is how I got to remember it, is January and June, but... Now, it, because of the rain, I didn't put, you know, much of it down. I got four bags of it. But uh, should I wait to the second load, do that in August? Did you file with
2: the County of San Diego Department of Weights and Measures Division of Agriculture to see <laughs> if you could get a waiver and do it in March? No, I just referred to you. Okay.
4: That's similar.
2: I think, I think we will allow it gentlemen
4: yes i think we have concurrence we have
2: concurrence yes you may um it is not a problem to use it at other times of the year and if you miss the first one go ahead and do it now and then do it in july this year instead of june and one of the best things to do with fertilizers that are granular is put them down before the rain not use well he's come to us for help i can't
4: you can't admonish him. I
2: will not admonish him. It, it is always oh, go good to ahead. take advantage of rain to water it in, sir.
3: Um, yeah, but go, know, ahead but I, it, we, go ahead and do it now. Yeah, yeah well, we're still going to get rain, but not like the stuff we've been getting. That's true. You could.
2: Uh, we will allow you to use the excuse that you were expecting inundating runoff rains, and that's why you didn't put it down. That's a good gardener who does not put it down when we're expecting the runoff. So you you did it correctly, I apologize. How's that?
3: I will I will fake it till I make it. Okay. You got it, sir.
2: Go ahead and put it down uh, this
3: week. Okay. And the other question is, I got um, I got a bad hip and I can't get up on the uh, on my my uh, fruit trees and they're growing higher and higher. Is now a good time because they're starting to shoot off the the new sprouts on the things and to top off the trees is now the time to do it or wait till uh, the fall.
2: If there's other foliage on the trees to protect the fruit set from sun, then you can go ahead and cut off the top shoots. Otherwise, wait until you harvest the fruit and then cut it off uh, because the foliage up there will protect the fruit from sunburn, which will give you better looking and better formed fruit.
3: Okay. Thanks. Talk to you later.
2: Thanks for the call, Larry. If you would like to give us a call that's 888-344-1170. Now may we talk about our well, field show? Ch- oh, I, I want to go
4: back to his fertilizer question because he's using Ada Perrys which we say right. is a conditioner, right? Uh, and yes. so
2: Now you say that. Well
4: no, we can and he's listening. So okay. it, you know Ada Perrys is a great soil conditioner for roses and, and other plants and and I, I use it as well, but do you feel like I call it a supplement? A supplement yes. it is. It's like taking a vitamin. Yes. Yes. So you should
2: still be feeding your your roses monthly beginning last month. Or maybe even January, Larry. So get some other fertilizer on there as well. And it is okay to do it at the same time. Correct. Thank you, George. Yeah. And thank you, Mark.
4: All right. You want Let's, to talk citrus? I want to talk citrus. I love citrus.
2: I have been invited to the field day. I have been notified of the field day. I have been, it has been suggested that I go to the field day because I'm a citrus person.
4: Well, I think we have talked about it since I've been with, with this group, where when I see this field day, I go, do you go up to that? Should we go up to that? Can we, Yes. Can we go up to this? Yes. Right.
2: And I just happen to be on the UCR citrus page. And the, that's
4: the University of California, Riverside.
2: Gaudian? What's the... However you pronounce you it. You pronounced it correctly the other day. Yeah, well, anyway, it was a the University of California at Riverside has an extensive citrus collection, and they are the... Repository for
4: the clonal for for citrus for yes everything citrus and they have and, and also fields the, and and, the, and a big research center
2: and a big research center. So they had a field day on Thursday, and finally we just went and George, Brian, and I went up uh, to the UCR. They had seminars starting at seven thirty, and had seminars for the first half of the day, and then followed up with a tour of the field station after tasting. On the at the seminars, which we can, we will discuss that briefly. But it, it's something I've always wanted to do, and I'm glad we did it. And it was fantastic, and the views were fantastic. And just seeing the agriculture at UCR, which never entered my mind as a, an agricultural school.
4: What I, what I found most interesting or, I guess, most encouraging is the amount of research that is going on for citrus uh, by you know, all these PhDs that were presenting to us, whether it's diseases or different root stocks and different uh, methods of controlling insects, etc. But they just, there are tons of people who have dedicated their life to improving citrus in one way or another. Wow! I think that was the big takeaway. Yes.
2: And in spite of the one person who thought lemons are over and forever, that person
4: was not part of the presenting. No, faculty no, 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 no. He right. was
2: a, he was a presentee. Yes, uh, he was being presented to. So,
4: so the folks that were there, though that were in attendance, they were across industry. They were there were citrus growers, there were uh, some types of vendors, there were uh, other um, support staff, su-
2: pesticide yeah. advisors. There were all sorts. of was at retail nursery. People were there, right? right. So and there were some the lay people there as well, and it was. Fantastic to hear all this information, and we've been talking a lot about citrus of because of the perils to citrus, because of the Asian citrus psyllid, which showed up here in 2008, and the deadly incurable Huanglongbing, or citrus greening disease, which was first detected in California in 2012. When that happened in 2012, researchers at UC Riverside started breeding HLB-resistant trees to try and get us back to the flavors that we enjoy now with new and resistant trees, which that's thinking, that's foresight. right? And something I wouldn't have... They're 10 years into it and are making strides of getting us a new crop of natural HLB-resistant trees, which is... I'm glad we have these people thinking right. of these things Again, for very us. we are
4: encouraged by their presentations and what they're doing.
2: And they have found trees in Florida that are in totally infected fields that show no or little signs of infection that have re- continued Resist- to yeah. produce even though they have it. And so that's what they're using. And we're, we're getting into the ballpark of, of decent lemons on HLB-resistant <laughs> rootstock
4: yeah we were privy to a taste test on whether well, five right five, five varieties that we didn't get to see the fruit, just the juices of it, and we were and they that. were just numbered right it was
2: a blind yeah. blind test
4: it was interesting, and
2: they wanted uh, to know our opinions of the aromas and the flavors um and I'm pretty sure if not that, then that and the tasting of the limes in the field. My teeth were more sensitive when I returned. <laughs> <laughs> Brushing my teeth, I, I have—I'm pretty sure that had something to do with it. But the—they're getting there. The two of the five were acceptable. One of the five was meh, and two of the five were. bleh. I,
4: I think that's each of us that would, that we went up together. Brian, you and I were chatting about that, and I think we came to the same, same conclusions on each of those. Correct.
2: Yeah, it outcomes. was kind of an easy easy test. Um but what else did you? What, well, what
4: surprised me were was that there were four thousand five hundred and I believe seventy four, seventy five infected HLB trees in California, which yeah, was a significant when, number. When we hear but,
2: about the the small uh, areas that are infected, it's surprising to me that there were that many trees. Right. Well, so
4: you know, forty five hundred trees, almost forty six. There were 11 sites in San Diego that had infected trees, and there were 15 total trees in San Diego County that were infected. But here's the good news, I guess. Well, good news and bad news. Oh, excuse good... me, Go ahead. I have to. You're going to look at your slide.
2: There were 4,526 trees.
4: That's not that might be on the, what was on the slide, but that's not what they said.
2: That's it. February of 23. Did that not include? It was
4: it was February 24th. So I don't know if you had the most updated, but regardless, it was over 4,500 trees.
2: Okay, I'll accept that. Over
4: 4,500 trees and, and as I said, 11 sites and 15 trees in San Diego. But what was encouraging, and perhaps not, is that fortunately there have been no HLB-infected trees in commercial groves. That's a good thing.
2: Could you repeat that, please? There has
4: not been any infected trees found in groves, in in commercial groves. Which is... Stunning, which is stunning when you look at the quantity of the sheer volume of trees that are available, and so all the infected trees are in backyard orchards, or which in grows, brings us back to which is right, what the control, fear, because yeah. that is how it's going to spread if people are not vigilant and trying to you know keep this psyllid at bay in their own yards.
2: Do we have a drum here I can bang on? Because <laughs> we need to bang the drum for backyard growers to take care of the Asian citrus psyllid before more trees get infected um,
4: that's where the spread is going to occur that's where it originated and that's where it's going to continue to spread if we're not uh, proactive.
2: That was you know we've talked about our takeaways from the from the seminar. That's a critically important one that none of us put at the top of our list when we were Driving discussing home. yeah right yeah um, backyard spread and partially due to the movement of plants but more importantly, the lack of control of the psyllid. So we ask you very kindly, if you have citrus in your yard, please take time to control the Asian citrus psyllid, whether you think it's there or not. Um, the safest thing to do would be to take a mild control like the horticultural oil um, that does it naturally and spray your trees. Would you? Do you agree? Fully, concordy. totally. Okay, I'm waiting for you two to to well, comment I, I, on I, that. I,
4: I agree, and I and I think that. By being proactive, you will also just increase the overall health of your tree because in addition to killing the psyllid, you'll get those other pests that are in there that you don't often right. see, like the scale, for example, things like that. So and being proactive is going to give you a healthier tree, more productive. If you have productive. a citrus tree, yeah. I mean, right.
3: you, you have insects.
2: If you have a citrus and want fruit, yeah. doing this will help with that. If you have a citrus and don't want fruit and don't want your tree, consider it taking it out yeah. completely. Um, You are listening to Garden Talk here on AM 1170, KCBQ, and KPRZ. If you would like to give us a call, the number here is 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with more right after this. With more Garden Talk here on AM 1170, KCBQ, and KPRZ. When we went into the break, we were talking about the citrus psyllid and how important it is for, I think we're going to be there soon. For regular people. For regular people, for backyard people. None of the infected trees have been discovered in commercial groves. It's all been in backyards.
4: Over forty five hundred in backyards. In Over forty five hundred
2: and twenty six if the slide was correct, but I think you you might be right. They didn't include certain trees. But so we here at Garden Talk Radio are beating the drum for backyard people. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you very exactly. much, sir. To do what?
4: To spray. We we often have customers come in and they're they're complaining about some of the insects or the ants in their tree and we and they want to get rid of the ants and when we tell them that ask them rather, have they sprayed their trees to take care of sucking insects that would, you know, bring the the ants in, they often say, Well, we don't spray, we just take care of the ants periodically and just looking for something for the ants. And that is exactly the the mindset that is going to allow this disease to to infect more trees or the psyllid to infect more trees because we're not spraying to kill insects in the trees
2: the citrus gro uh citrus industry has been decimated in Florida because it is everywhere there now it's almost
4: what's what's that word that begins with a u ubiquitous <laughs> that's the
2: word um there and we want to prevent that from happening here so we are going to remind you on a semi-regular basis that it would be very important. And the Ag Department wants no leaves or stems moved, if possible, and definitely not from quarantine areas like we now have in San Diego County, around Rancho Bernardo, and in the Oceanside areas.
4: One of the research items that was taking, that is taking place up at UCR is they were doing hydrogel um, beads that they were putting uh, boric acid in a pheromone to attract Argentine ants and uh, sugar. sugar that they were spreading under trees to reduce the ant populations, and that unto itself in 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 the research reduced the psyllid populations. Not to zero, didn't control it, but it reduced the psyllid populations because the ants yes. farm and protect the psyllids and other sucking insects. So by reducing the ants, they were able to bring some of the psyllid population down. So things, you know, anything you can do in your yard to keep those trees healthy will be appreciated by everybody in the state
2: but the three of us and sometimes the four of us would recommend horticultural oil it's a natural and safe way to control pests uh, minimize the control or damage to non-target insects to the beneficials and does an excellent job of controlling the the citrus psyllid so if i don't spray used to be your mantra if you have citrus, yes. we would like it to be okay. I'll spray horticultural oil, if only to appease. Yeah, the us <laughs> here. Yeah. Exactly. Is that is that fair? That's fair. fair. That okay. is fair. completely fair. Um, they had at the presentation the UC Riverside campus is enormous, That's and huge, then the yes. citrus station is off off site. But they had brought in what a fifteen varieties of fruit for us to taste. And uh, they had bags, cylindrical plastic see-through bags that were filled about a foot deep in each of them with wedges of different citrus for us to taste. None of the varieties uh, was were the ones that we see out and about. These were all new and upcoming varieties. And I was waiting for the gloved... Assistance <laughs> to hand me a piece of fruit or to put it on a plate for us to pick the first thing that came to my mind when we got there is they were allowing the participants to put their hands into the bags to pick up the wedges and normally being the way i am i would not participate participate but it was citrus and my love of citrus Overcame my.
3: And if you got there first, it was okay. I wasn't there oh, first.
2: No, no, yeah. Because and people went out of order. They did it.
4: They just jumped in line and I, yes,
2: yeah.
3: I don't like that. Yeah. I
2: didn't like it either. But, but citrus, it was citrus. So, so yeah.
3: it,
4: it, it it took care. It killed any germ that may have it's been on the person's point. hand prior to your your uh, grabbing the fruit.
2: So I tasted every one of them. Some of them more than once, and I was very careful to only touch my piece of fruit. But I have no idea what. Hands had been there before, <laughs> and it was it really bothered me, but it was citrus. And so my love of citrus overcame my fear of germs. Yeah. Is, that, is I, that a fair?
4: And I, and I think, as I said, the, the citric acid, everything in there took care of it. There were no germs that were residing inside those bags.
2: I did have plenty of citric acid in my system <laughs> that as day. As did I.
4: I think, I, as I, I shared I, when I got home, I think I ate more citrus in that, in those 90 minutes post-seminar when we were out in the fields than I typically do in maybe a week or 10 day period I mean I ate a lot of citrus
2: Uh, me too and it made the uh, two hour ride home dangerous (laughs) Uh, before we get into any more of that let us go to Lori in El Cajon and find out about gophers good morning Lori
5: good morning how are you guys doing
2: we are well and full of well two thirds of us are full of vitamin C there is no scurvy (laughs) in the studio today
5: well, I might need that because I've almost broken my leg out in my yard. Um, with all the rain, my soil has gotten so moist and soggy. When I walk out, all of the gopher tunnels that are out there, I'm, my feet are sinking into the soil where the the tunnels are, and it's really bad right now. And I'm wondering how do I remediate my my yard? There's it's just it's really bad out there right now. I'm I have bad gophers, and we're taking care of them. But I need to know how do I get rid of the tunnels?
2: You go out there and jump up and down carefully. Um, the only way to do it is to compact the soil, right? And so I, or you could just stay off it till it dries out. Um, the tunnels are there, and when the soil is soft, that yeah. can happen. So you're going to have to be very careful. I don't think we, or you could put down. Plywood and walk across those areas.
4: Well, I mean, compacting it is the way to go. I mean, if you if you're walking a tunnel and it collapses, follow that tunnel and com- right. compact it, then just and then use topsoil to fill in the the remaining areas. That would be something I I would consider doing in my yard if I was falling in the tunnels.
2: I wouldn't, and I do, but I wouldn't. What would you do? I just you know step and fall into the tunnels where I do and go on. But the, if you want to do it, what George is suggesting is following the tunnels and walking down them carefully. Right. Or hiring a neighborhood kid to do it, um, <laughs> so that you don't damage yourself.
4: But, what, as, but, but when the it water's gone, very, it, when it starts drying out, there, you know, most of those tunnels will not collapse again anymore. Right. Just, just at the entry points.
5: Yeah, I know aeration is good and all, but it's getting ridiculous. Um, yeah, and my my yard is very uneven now too. It's not it's not easy to walk across, and so maybe i'll get a kid to come around and jump down but i have to fill i have to backfill them with soil then
4: correct yeah and and i think at the beginning you did mention you were trying to eradicate them or take care of it but that's that's what is the the ultimate uh resolution to this is to get rid of the gophers
5: right yeah the, the tunnels are still there so all right correct. well there's easy answer to these i was cuz i've been looking online and and I haven't really found anything other than that. So I thought maybe you guys had the silver bullet, but I guess that's it. Unfortunately not.
2: No, we do not. We want to tell you to be careful, be cautious because we don't want to hear about you hurting yourself and then somebody taking you out back and having to put you down.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Thank you. That would be, that would, I wouldn't want to hear that either. All right.
2: Thanks for the (laughs) call, Lori.
5: I love listening to you guys. Thank you.
2: Thanks very much. Um, (laughs)
4: You're joking, but my son, that was our plan. He said, if if, if I get to the port where because, my hip starts going, we will just take you out and, and shoot yeah. you. <laughs>
2: I use that all the time, but I thought I'd have to phrase it a little bit yeah. differently for the, for the radio. There right, you go. Right, right. Yes. I always joke about that. Oh, and if yeah. I'm on a trail, huh, if you hurt yourself, you're, you're gone. Right, I'm going right. to look around. If there's nobody around, I'm running. Yeah. So you're, you're hiking your own self out of here. There you go. Uh, last Saturday, speaking of which, last Saturday I went and hiked. Ken Ostad and I went and hike Mount McGinty, and In it the was pouring wet rain. and muddy, yep. and it took longer than we've ever taken to get up and even longer to come back down. So he didn't but, fall. Yeah, because yeah. I told Ken, if he falls, he's I'm, I'm leaving. Um, and same for me. He wasn't going to pack me out of there. Um, gophers are awful, they and really they are. are problems everywhere, and control, control, control um, is the most important thing, and that is why I – Constantly try and dissuade people from using gopher, gopher wire. Just kill the darn things so that they're not there because we don't want you to have a tunnel collapse under you and break your hip, ankle, knee, leg, or other parts, right?
4: Correct. But I, I do often use gopher baskets, but I still kill gophers. I, it's a two pronged approach. All right.
2: You can do both. Um, can we go back to Riverside? Because I have said near. Oh, enough. no.
4: We, there, we could talk for four weeks on this.
2: Okay. Let's talk more Riverside. The right. mountains around Riverside were covered with snow. The The sky was clear. It was cold when we got up there. It was still, it was chilly, it was still frost on the ground when we arrived. Uh, but the trees and the fruit and the – I have a totally different impression of Riverside and a respect for Riverside now that I never had before.
4: Riverside, the city or Riverside University? California? The whole thing. Yeah. Okay. The whole
2: thing. I lumped it all together unfairly. I, well,
4: I, I think in in fairness, we, we got there on a beautiful winter day where we could see Mount Baldy off in the distance. We drove through gory. some cool neighborhoods. It was gorgeous, correct. But I think in the summertime, it's kind of hazy and, and a little...
3: Uh, can good. I just
2: be in a happy place
4: for a <laughs> minute without you coming down? Well, I just want to make sure that, you know, you give it full perspective.
2: All right. All right. So uh, we surf- so so far... I don't know what the incubation period of the things that were on those other people's hands is.
4: Um, <laughs> I, I think you'll be fine.
2: But so far, we're, we're good, right? We are good. Okay. Um, we're not going to be able to take this next phone call before the break. So say one more minute worth of, of uh, Riverside, of takeaways.
4: Uh, well, we, we mentioned spraying. Uh, the other thing that's important is, is, is a healthy tree with fertilization. And, and, and increasing that the, uh, that symbiotic relationship. The microbiome? The, the microbiome, both on the leaves with some of the bacteria, but more importantly, in this case, we're the mycorrhizae fungi. So you want to have a very healthy soil underneath that tree. So a good layer of mulch, which everyone talks about. We talk about it. John Clements, when he teaches classes for us, everybody talks about mulch. You can't overemphasize having a good layer of mulch under your
2: trees. Here are mulch, there are mulch, everywhere a mulch mulch? Exactly. Um, You are listening to Garden Talk here on AM 1170, KCBQ, and KPRZ. I am David Ross along with Mark Mahady and George Allman. We're going to take our last break and be back right after this.
4: and, Capri, I owe you a dance.
2: With more Garden Talk here on AM 1170, KCBQ, and KPRZ, I am David Ross, along with Mark Mahadi, George Allman, and This Harvest Moon, and uh, what's his name? Don't need Neil, you know, Neil Young. Neil Young. Okay. Um, before we go back to Riverside, we're going to go out to Hillcrest and talk to Lourdes. Good morning. Yes, good morning.
6: Um, I have a question for you. I received a medicine... That comes out with the frozen blocks, plastic frozen blocks, and the bag says dispose or fit into the plants. And I would like to know how do I use it? How do I use it as a feed for the plants?
2: I guess that would make it a cellulose, a cellulose bag or something that's going to break down.
6: Uh, no, um, after it was the. It looks like a liquid inside or a gel. Uh, it
4: feels. Uh, and y- you I said it, like- it. It's a medicine for the plants. No, no, oh. no, no,
6: no.
2: It's no, what no. the medicine was really in. See.
4: Oh, I see. Yes, yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's com- compostable. It can go into a compost bin.
2: Yeah, maybe that that would probably be the best thing to do is put it into your compost bin. But. Um, I would look online. I would Google it because I'm not exactly sure what we're talking about here. And as much as I like to talk about things that I know nothing about, um, I I would guess composting it or putting it under the tree, I'm guessing it's a cellulose-based material that's going to just break break down down into into the soil.
4: That would make sense. But, again, you'd probably find something online regarding that particular one.
2: Sorry we couldn't help you, Lourdes. Any other oh, no, questions? No,
6: no, that, that's fine. Uh, yes, yes. Have you ever heard of a rose that only grows in Baja and in, in San Diego? But I don't know the name of it, and I don't know how it looks like or
2: the, the color of it. There are a couple of native roses. I am not sure. I think they are a kind of a pale lavender, small flower. But I there are some that are native to our local mountains here and to, to northern Baja, and what we will do is I'm going to let you go and go to the next call while George is looking up what they look like, and then we will talk to you on the air and let you know what they look like. All right?
6: Okay, and I listen to you every Saturday. Thank, thank you. you
2: very, very oh, thank much. You. We're up to, like, 34 listeners now, which is fantastic. <laughs> yes. Thanks, Lourdes. Have a good, good You're morning. You're welcome. The Bye-bye. Fitness
3: studio.
2: Now let's head up to... over to san diego and talk to phil up because you're higher on the screen good morning phil good morning
3: i guess i'm number 35 (laughs) all right (laughs) okay um food in the store has expiration dates but i don't see it on fertilizers dry ones granular ones is there really an expiration date i'm not talking about 20 years but you know if you have a half a bag that's in the back of your shed, and it's just as good as
2: fresh off the shelf. You just answered your question. Yeah. As long as it's just as fresh off the shelf, yes. Except
4: for what well, the organic fertilizers do have an expiration date. You can find on it typically because it book. has all yeah. of the, um,
2: the mycorrhiza. The, yeah,
4: it has the the fungus, the fungus and the uh, the bacteria is associated with it, the bacillus and the mycorrhizae fungi. So they and, do have a date. And
2: the expiration but, on those is only. It only really pertains to the.
3: So the the, the mycorrhizae, exactly. the probiotics. The yeah. fertilizer
2: still functions until it gets eaten by moths yeah. um, or their yeah. larva. But otherwise, if it's kept dry, um, then it stays intact and it's fine until you use it. Yeah, and how, how about the grow power stuff? Same. same. That'll last. Well, okay. All right. That's important. Thank you. All right. You're Thank welcome. You're Thanks for the call. So um,
4: for, for her question, there's a California wild rose, Rosa Californica.
2: Yes. And it, what it's, color it's, is it? It's kind is of it a pinkish,
4: pink? kind of a pale Paint,
2: pink. Pale yep. pink, yeah. single flower, we and get, it looks nice. We, we get yeah. those in from, we, I think, uh, whatever. We, we do. do. Uh, both our stores, Lourdes, usually have those um, at some time during the year on our right. native table from Musa, right. And correct. you could call. Uh, she was in Hillcrest. So you'd be yeah. closer to the Point Loma store. You could give them a call to see if they have them, and if they don't, we should be able to order it. Yeah. And
4: there are two others too. There's a, a bald hip rose and a small leaved rose. All three of those are California They named natives. one after me. They did.
2: <laughs> Excellent. We have to go back to Riverside. Yes, we do. So take us back to Riverside. So um, after after
4: all of the presentations by all the the, the big brained people that uh, taught us, there were
1: some really smart people very there.
4: Smart people there. And uh, after we learned a lot, we went out into the field where only a few of us went out, not not the whole class. I
2: normally make fun of PhD. But these PhDs were really smart, and I was glad I was listening to them. Absolutely. Okay, now you can so, go out, so
4: out in the field. So out in the field, they – Which
2: was 10 minutes away? Uh,
4: well, a little less, but yeah. Five minutes it, 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 away. Just, just outside the, the main campus, and it's it's their collection of citrus in Riverside at, at the university. And they opened a gate and let us in, and then we had a little discussion uh, about who we were, and they said, you can't, obviously with HLB, we couldn't take any citrus outside of the the, the area, but we could eat as much as we wanted while we were there.
3: Wow, that's an open...
2: So, kiddies (laughs) kiddies in a candy store.
4: So, kiddies in a candy store. So, we started out...
2: And there were acres and acres and acres of citrus.
4: So, we started out with two people that had knives that they brought, and they were slicing pieces for us to taste, and... I happened to have a pocket knife in my pocket, which I was able to cut our own. And we got larger slices more quickly. Not that we, we could eat as long as we wanted, but they were kind of yeah. And as we were heading them down the slowly, aisles, we so were we picking mandarins
2: more. and trying them. And it was, it was so wonderful. So now you and
4: I have a, have a tree that we purchased earlier in the year. Oh, bakuzba. Bakuzba. And there was a woman in our group that asked if they had bakuzba because she wanted to taste it. And we, we got to taste that. And, and I, I did an it again and again and again. It's an
2: excellent blood orange from Tunisia, and, and it was funny. The reason she was interested in it is because a friend of hers. I, I told her we. She goes, "How do you, I, I have one?" And George has one, and she wanted to know how we had them. And I said, "Well, we got some last year. We got in three or four of them, and I got one, George got one, and Tom Spellman got one." And she said, "Well, that's why I was so excited about it. Tom's been bragging to me that he has one." <laughs> And it brought that full circle. And
4: and for those who don't know, Tom Spellman is the the rep for Dave Wilson Nursery, one of our premier wholesalers for uh, bare root fruit trees for our,
2: our non citrus right. fruit trees. But we got to the the best piece of fruit that we had out there. I think we both agreed upon
4: was the last piece of fruit just yes, as sir. we were leaving,
2: which which was Rojo Blanco. It is a Relative of the Oro Blanco grapefruit hybrid. It's not? It's a red,
4: it's a, they believe the parentage is a red blush grapefruit and a Weber Tangelo.
2: Are you telling me that neither of those is in the Oro Blanco?
4: It might be. I'm just saying the direct parentage. It
2: it, it was delicious. It's not out yet, but the Budwood is available. But it was a pink blushed, fantastically flavored uh, pumelo hybrid.
4: With a great aftertaste it was, oh, it was very velvety oh it was delicious it if was I fantastic could, i would buy that today if they and were if available.
2: that weren't enough for our day after that we drove 15 minutes away into a another part of riverside and visited the parent washington naval tree i
3: was gonna ask you that
4: which we talked about on air about two weeks ago maybe
2: that was planted in riverside in 1873 1873 so it was and i, I know i'm we all know we're nerdy, but it was kind of an emotional moment to just see that tree and think about what was happening there in 1873, 150 years ago? Yep. That's interesting. Anyway, they put a screenhouse around it. They did grafting to add new roots to it, and it is still doing They were well. oranges
4: just hanging on it.
2: Yes, Yes, yes. Do we have classes coming up today?
4: San Diego, 9 o'clock. Spring color with Ryan and in Poway at 930. If you haven't had enough of David, uh, come up there and listen to him talk about... Um, oh, I'm sorry. That's no, not today. That's next week. No. I take that back. House plants with Gabby and Lauren.
2: Yeah, I do the mistakes here, not you. I, I can throw You're one a in a once usurper. in a while. You are a usurper. Uh, Auto Talk is coming up next. You are listening to Garden Talk here on AM 1170 KCBQ. Everybody, have a great week, and we'll be back next week with another
1: hour thanks for joining us on garden talk by walter anderson nursery your source for gardening landscaping and horticulture news still have a question for the garden talk crew or want to learn more about the show how to become a guest or sponsor send an email to ask an expert at walter that's ask an expert at walter or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery